0: Hi all and welcome along to a new episode. I know it's been a while. The main reason for that has been that I just totally lost my enthusiasm for any type of photography over the last few months. And because of that, there was no chance of actually doing podcasts. But um, over the last month or so, I've done a couple of small recordings for other people Um, I done one for Henry over at Tales from the Magic Box and I done one for the Negative Positive podcast and I kind of enjoyed doing them so I thought, I know, I'll do an end of year one and I'll get a couple of friends along. Um, One of the groups that I joined early on when the pandemic was happening was on Instagram and we've been chatting on there over the last 8 or 9 months and um, yeah, so I've got a couple of people from there on today to just generally have a chat about photography, how things have been for the year and what they're looking forward to for next year Um, we do stray off topic a little bit a couple of times but we do eventually get back to photography, so I hope you enjoy this and let's get on with the chat okay welcome along to a new episode of on the streets today's a different one and kind of special because i've got two guests um i've got hip shoot films which is ben mills um which a lot of you probably already know he's been on the sunny 16 podcast a couple of times and sunny 16 presents and i've got mel robinson who is up in the northeast um she hasn't been on uh, any other film podcast, so um, I like to get new UK film photographers on so we're just going to have a chat about what we've been doing through the year and you know what we're looking forward to uh, for next year so first I'll let Mel uh, introduce herself and then after that it will be Ben so welcome to the show Mel.
1: Oh thanks for having me um like you said, I'm a photographer based up in the northeast. Uh, currently, um, off on long term sick because I had c- coronavirus, which is brilliant. Um, I kind of shoot a bit of everything at the moment. A lot of architecture, um, a lot of uh, landscape stuff as well. Uh, but I'm also getting into some studio stuff more recently. So, okay,
0: okay, that's fine, an- and. Ben do you want to introduce yourself
2: yeah hello I'm, I'm I'm ben um yeah you might know me as hipshoot film on instagram and twitter um so yeah i mean uh, I uh, work in the film industry but then you know shoot a lot of um film photography and whatnot in my spare time it's kind of a hobby passion project whatever um, but yeah I think mainly I would suppose I would say I, I shoot kind of street photography more than anything else just because it's what i see most of commuting into London and whatnot um and then kind of a bit of landscape for as I kind of live a bit out further out of London kind of countryside stuff um and also have a bit of a uh, a draw to the coastline and and things like that as well um having spent a lot of time around there as a kid so um yeah that's kind of a, a bit of bit of my background
0: okay great um so yeah like I so say the idea is we're just general chat about uh, what we've been up to this year, if anything. um, I've said it before that, you know, uh, start of the year was quite good. It it, it seemed to be going really well up until sort of the middle of March. And then I think everyone took a hit. So Mm. uh, what has everyone been shooting? I mean, Mel, you said that you had, uh, you caught the coronavirus. So obviously that that, that took a big chunk of uh, your time for actually shooting out of the, your your year, I guess
1: Yeah, like um, I got COVID probably about Two, three months ago now I still haven't recovered Like um, I've got the long COVID thing So okay. essentially means uh, That I am experiencing extreme fatigue And when I can barely walk around a supermarket It's hard to go out on a foot or walk Um, Yeah, most definitely. But I'm I'm doing a lot of like I said, the studio stuff. Like I'm bringing stuff because I have a little mini studio set up in my house. Um, trying to do some stuff like inside still. Like if I can't go out walking, I'm trying to bring the photographs to me.
0: Okay, so is that like still life stuff and um, yeah.
1: So uh, I've been going out buying a random bunch of flowers and then coming back and shooting some well film and digital but um trying to kind of learn studio shooting with film cuz I've 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 shot a lot of studio stuff with digital but film is in the studio is a, a new thing and it's hard to get used to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, Ben, what have, what have you been up to for the last nine months?
2: Oh God, I mean, basically uh, it was one of those things as I work in post-production, work just took over because in terms of the film industry, obviously it shut, shut down for a bit. Um, but then everything kind of carried on for post-production because everyone could effectively work at home remotely um, and it's worked really well actually. Um, so that took up quite a bit of time. Um in being able to shoot but um one thing that has carried on which has been quite nice is uh the fact that the, the so I do a series of zines um which has only got two so far but the third one is on its way should be coming out in January um is a uh, it's called um four stops and it's a collaborative zine Uh, with myself and three other photographers from around the world shooting different countries. And then there's kind of a focus for that volume. Um, The the first one being signage and structure and the second one being um, country and nature. And the third one is going to be night shooting. So obviously with my day took up with work, um, it was kind of the perfect time to go and shoot at night. And with the pandemic, uh, the streets were pretty clear as well. So it's kind of... Worked out quite nicely to some extent. Um, but the last kind of um, three months, um, I started on, a, on another job, on a new job. So um, that took up a lot of time. So that night shooting kind of went away quite a bit. Um, but I managed to get what I needed for the zine in the, in the prior months anyway. So that's worked out quite well, to be quite honest. Um,
0: and has that just been shooting around your local area or were you... Um, coming in it's still having to come into London uh, for work uh, you know occasionally um, in there
2: yeah I mean uh, not really I would yeah it's kind of the local area I mean I would jump in my car and I'd just kind of drive down the road to say like Uxbridge or something like that or well um, what we're we going to kind of round uh, around towards Harrow kind of way and and finding you know shops lit up at night and um, all that sort of stuff stuff that you know I like to shoot stuff that makes me feel reminiscent of the area that I grew up in. So it's a lot of, um, you know, like parades of shops and stuff like that, that kind of always feel quite familiar, but the more independent type ones. Um, but yeah, that, and, and, you know, sort of the places where I grew up cause I grew up originally in Nottingham anyway. Um, but those sort of areas, I, I can always seem to find like a, a block of flats that, you know, reminds me of somewhere that like my nan used to live or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I haven't ventured too far into London. I think there will be a few shots um, in the zine that I've contributed that will be um, from central London, like Soho. I mean, you can't, you know, have a a zine and one of the photographers is more London-based and not have shots of Soho at night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would be, be hard not to do. So they, they will be in there, but I think most of them will be, um, yeah, a little bit further out.
0: <laughs> okay, and... and- I guess you've been shooting this on. Um, is it Vision 3, the movie? <laughs> have, have you? Or have you gone for the cine still?
2: Yeah, no. Um, some of it is on. I'm trying to think now. I've probably not actually got as many shots as you think on Vision 3 because at the time when I was actually shooting it, I don't think we'd actually done our first bulk roll. So, to, to let your audience know a little bit more, we started obviously we between the three of us we all chat in a in a little group um with a bunch of other people like UK photographers called the film nerds and um there's like a little breakout group from that which is called the bulk rollers and that was spawned out of the fact that we realized that we were you know you can pay x amount for film if you want to and it's you know all good and fair and you know people have got to make a business and all the rest of it but with all the price increases and everything else, we figured out that if we all chipped in to buy a bulk roll of cinema film, I could also use some of my lab contacts, um, to break up the film for us. So then we could bulk roll the film, uh, into individual cartridges. Um, and we all get quite a lot of film for not a lot of money, which is a bonus. Um, so yeah, we've done, we've done two lots of 400 foot of film so far. Um, and we've done a roll of 250D and a roll of 500T. Um, But yeah, actually, out of all my contributions to the next four stops, only one of them is on Cinema (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Believe it or not, yeah. yeah. The rest are pretty much all Kodak. There is some Fuji in there, but quite a lot of expired stuff because I I acquired a lot of expired stuff throughout the year, Um, but just some really nice expired stuff like fuji mpc 160 um oh i said again which is really cool um i mean and some mps 160 some also some kodak gold 100 which was in 120 which again is another quite
0: obscure oh, one yeah that's really obscure because yeah. um, you can't see that well no i i think i think bill manning um, bought a role from europe and it cost him mega amounts of money to get it and to get it shipped over to the us as well
2: yeah i, I kind of lucked out with that one i think i bought there was a photographer in central london i think he was based in covent garden and he was basically clearing out a studio and clearing out an old fridge um and he had some stuff that i really wanted in there but unfortunately that stuff was worse for wear but the kodak stuff has come out incredibly well um so one of the roles as well which i'm yet to shoot and i am thinking it's probably not going to give me the best results is is a roll of kodak gold 1000 um <laughs> yeah which I is didn't another very know existed. I, tell me about it <laughs> it's a very obscure one um uh i don't think it's going to give many results because it's so expired and being a thousand speed i think uh it's probably yeah. you know, hairy he carried itself. Um,
1: You're gonna shoot it at like a hundred or something.
2: <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think it's only about a decade expired, but I just it's probably not been looked after very well. So I'm not holding much hope for that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. I have a um, an Agfa Vista expired roll that's a thousand, but it's from like 1993, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what well, did you I never...
2: shoot that? It's weird. Like different stocks hold up better than others strangely like i've I've had color plus that's like 30 year old and it's sat in a shop window in the baking heat for that those entire 30 years and shot it and it's come out perfect so i don't know i mean maybe that was a stock that's you know been built to be abused because it was the most consumer film around really but um
0: yeah, yeah it... I, I think the cons- consumer films that you know like you say they, they are just that, that little bit, uh, They you've got a bit more lateral with them because of the fact that, you know, like you say, they're built for, you know, Joe Public and they mm. do to get abused. But, you know, I mean, I've got to be honest, back in the day, I, unlike, unlike probably you and I know Mel, because I've seen Mel's photograph when she um, rearranged her photo. F- uh, Film fridge a few weeks ago mm. I think I've got like four rolls of film and and i've never been i was never a big film collector but well, even when I did have film um you know originally, I never kept it in the fridge. it was just no. kept in boxes drawers tins you know where it just got thrown in and when you needed it, you just pulled it out you know yeah, and it, uh, I, I never ever you know it's it's only this resurgence for me anyway that I've even known that people store their they're filming fridges. Yeah,
2: it is mad. It does seem mad. I remember my dad used to. Um, I still use his old camera. That was kind of the first decent camera that I acquired. Anyway, my first my first camera was an APS camera, which I'm sure people would love to know. Um, but the first decent camera, 35mm camera, was a, a Minolta that he gave me an X700, and um, that he used to just keep in the loft. Um and then you'd he'd like dig it out when he would go on holiday or whatever, you like dust it off and all the all the rolls of film would be in there and they'd been sit, sitting in the loft in the baking hot summer and, and, and then you go and take holiday photos with them and they'd come out fine. So
0: mm. it says a lot about it. And Mel, you've been shooting some night stuff as well. I I, I seem to remember um your Picture was on analog Wonderland a few yeah. weeks ago or a few months ago <laughs> on one of the things where everyone thought it was a petrol station, which tends to be the oh, yeah. goes for, for uh, with cine still or night shots. But it was actually um, electric charging station for. Yeah. Of-
1: if anything, it was the exact opposite of a petrol station. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it just looked like one. See, I'd, like, I like, literally, it was the first roll of cine still I'd ever shot, and I was like, it like. There was uh, somebody, one of the local photographers, had posted a digital picture of the um, the station, and I was like, I have to, like, it, just for the meme, I have to go shoot a picture of that <laughs> on Cinestill, and um, hmm. and I was really surprised at like how well it turned out. Like, I've legit like fallen in love with Cinestill, like, um. I'm very excited. Like, I haven't shot any of the 500T we've got, Ben, but uh, I'm very looking forward to it because, like, I like I've shot some daytime stuff as well, like with a 85 filter. Mm. Um, I haven't developed it yet, though, but I'm really looking forward to how that turns out too. Because, um, yeah, like City still is. I've only shot two rolls, and I'm already like, oh my god, it's amazing, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, i'm never gonna shoot a gas station though i've decided just that electric one
2: (laughs) the thing is the electric ones are gonna just look way more fancy as well and just even more you know um uh, what's the word like uh clinical do you know what i mean they're just gonna look way sharper and cooler with age i think so uh, i think you're onto
0: a good thing so was that local to you mel was that up in newcastle
1: yeah, well, actually, it was in uh, Sunderland. Right. But, um, I don't know if they have, like, the company that does it, I don't know if they have, like, the regional um, contract or whatever, um, but they all seem to be in the north. Like, when you go on the, the website, they're all in the northeast or, like, Europe, the rest of Europe. So <laughs> there's, oh, like... Okay. Um, because, sorry. No, what... I was just, umming, because
0: so. uh, I was going to say, I've not actually. Well, I mean, I don't know whether you have been, but I've not actually seen uh, electric stock charging stations like that. Normally, it's just either in an Asda or a Morrisons or just yeah. the ones in and around London, which are mainly around Covent Garden that I've seen. I've not actually seen, you know, a full size charging station like that.
2: No, never. I've seen, I've seen like in a car park right at the back, there'll be a few stations or yeah. like, I think the only kind of the closest thing I've seen was like a Tesla one where there was like, you know, they're all Tesla branded. So they look pretty swanky. Um but but That's about is, it.
1: But this is the thing, like even the other ones local don't look like that. Like the other ones look how you expect a charging station to look. They just have a bit of, yellow neon on them like the rest of them are boring we went around and checked <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how it how how it is you know around it i mean to be perfectly honest uh, i mean um was it uh, yeah this time last year uh, i i bought a new car mm. and um obviously i went in and looked in i I was looking um at the nissan nissan leafs because i was thinking well you know may, maybe go electric but yeah thing is, you know, where I live, I mean, I live out in the suburbs of London, 20 minutes away from central London, but there's no – the charging points out here are, you know, a few and far between. And, and, and to be perfectly honest, to have a, an electric car at the moment is not practical. Um, where I have to park, I couldn't even charge it from my house because of um, I'm too far away to actually plug it into the house. And it costs so much to actually get it – get a electric um, – point put in it'd just be ridiculous you know so for the time being it's still uh, petrol cars
1: yeah yeah um what 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 i found when i went to go shoot is it was a lot of the the local taxis that were using electric cars like everyone that pulled in when i was trying to get a shot was like a a taxi driver
0: yeah that's true i mean right even around here air um air local Cab service is basically Priuses. Um, they right. just all run Priuses. God knows where they they plug them in to charge, charge them up because Priuses are not even they're not modern enough to actually have the um, self charging. You know, from the car engine, which is probably only been in in the last um, I don't know eighteen months or so, maybe. Yeah, but I think we're getting off the subject yes. of the cars. We're now now. About yeah. cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah it's, uh, at least it's not watches. Uh, yeah going down the Andre route <laughs> going down the Andre route so yeah so um everyone's been out shooting as much as possible when when they can and stuff like that
2: yeah trying and try my hardest I mean you know it, it, you always I think get lost in well I know I do and um you know I know Carl Bailey was supposed to be joining us tonight um uh me and him talk almost daily about shooting and photography and everything else and um it's it's been kind of a a breath of sanity because i think part of his job is to go out and um you know take take people out and he gets to go to a lot of places up and down the coast so he does you know have a good excuse to be out and photographing at the same time which is fantastic uh, yeah um but um yeah, we, we also obviously talk a lot about cameras and gear and stuff like that. And and I think that is also something that spurs you on to shoot stuff. But I think even in this current climate, you know, I bought a new, I sold a load of gear and bought a new camera, bought a Konica Hexar um, not too long ago. And um, I've, I've only put about three or four rolls through it. And it's a bit sad because I'm just like, I know I want to move it on already and I don't think I've given it the right kind of amount of time to really judge it properly. Okay. Um, but it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh, if I get a new camera, then I'll definitely get out and shoot more. But I'm obviously proving myself wrong with this Hexar anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, I felt the same when I, because I, I recently bought uh, an undo pinhole yes. and I, I felt the same with that. And um, I think I've only put four rolls through it. I mean, we had a, a, a week up in Suffolk um, just at the end of October, when when the half term was on, mm. and uh, I took it with me then. And to be honest, I only put two rolls of film through it, and and we had good days as well. You know, it was nice, bright days, and it was good stuff to shoot. But I just the enthusiasm, you know, it just seems to have waned um, a, a lot for me. You know, over this sort of past i think maybe the last three or four months it's just you know and i think i for me anyway it, it it's 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 not so much the actual um going out and shooting it, it, in the past it was going out and shooting with a group of people so uh, i mean obviously ben you know that we have the uh, rob runs the london camera project which he used to do uh photo walks like you know once a month or or whatever so yeah. we'd all be out you know most of that was like twenty, thirty people would turn up for that and um thing. And it was it, for me it was more that side of it as well, you know, it was it's nice social thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a social thing. Um so, so Mel, is do you do you have anything like that up in your area or, or are you sort of like the lone uh film photographer in <laughs> in the northeast?
1: Um, well see the thing is, um the problem is I didn't like I've been doing photography since I was like fourteen. Uh, and I'm, like, 30 now, so it's quite a long time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get... And I started doing film, but then I stopped. And I only got back into doing film, like, February. So a oh, month really? before pandemic. Um, Yeah, so, like, before that, it was, like, wholly digital. So I actually have only found um, the local film photographers post-lockdown, like, oh, on okay, Instagram. Yeah. So I actually... Mm don't know anyone well i know one person in real life who also shoots film um i mean i say real life like you two aren't real um (laughs) (laughs) but like locally that shoots film as well as me like yeah the others i've just found on instagram and obviously have not been able to uh do any photo walks or anything that's the
2: unfortunate thing isn't it in our in our film nerds group we've got uh matt as well always analog on instagram who literally lives down the road from you right
1: yeah like like literally there was a a like a little while where i kept taking pictures and he was like you're getting closer and closer to my house (laughs) (laughs) and it was like I'm i'm not stalking you or anything i'm just uh it just happens to be what I'm taking photos of, but it's that thing of like he could literally walk around the corner and see the thing I photographed, but we can't go on that Actually, walk together. Yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? But at least you've got the joy of that to look forward to in hopefully in the new year or you know, whenever we all get vaccinated and thing. At least you, you, you'll have the joy of you know, being able to go out and do the photo walks, and you know, you're not it's you're not actually missing it at the moment because you've never uh, experienced it where like me, yeah. me and Ben have, you know, it, uh, I think what, uh, well, I, I've probably up until this year, it was probably about uh, 18 months or so that I'd been going along to um, Rob's walks and stuff. Yeah. You know? And so it's, uh, you kind of get used to it. It's, you know, it's one of them things you look forward to, you know, when Rob posted, he'd say, Oh, there you know, a walk at the end of the month and you think, great, you know, and it, it's, it's it's two weeks away, but, you know, it's something to look forward to.
2: Yeah, it's very exciting when they do come up. I, uh, you know, get a bit of butterflies because, like, meeting a load of new people and, you know, catching up with old mates and stuff like that. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, you think back to the one that um, we did in, in Camden in summer, um, mm-hmm. which was obviously not this summer, but the previous summer, wasn't it, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Um, which... uh martin put on i think martin yeah, martin. yeah um and like that one if you think back to how crowded camden market was and and just imagine trying to do it now it's it's almost slightly daunting really um yeah, think yeah. about something that scale kind of happening again and uh it's, it's it's a little bit sad to kind of think about it like that but Um, It also very much excites me to kind of be back amongst it and, you know, weaving in and out of people trying to get some candid shots and stuff like that, which was, it's all kind of part of a challenge when you're all together as well. It's like, you feel a little bit like you want to get a shot that no one else is going to get, but you are like at the same time. You know, twenty photographers all in the same spot at the same time, so there is quite a high it, it, chance that you photograph the same thing.
0: Yes, that is true. But it also, all, there are also the occasions when you know a, a week later or whatever, you see people's pictures going up, and you think, oh, "I was there, and I saw the, I saw that person, yeah. or I saw that thing," and you go, but "I didn't think of taking it that way." You know, you took it think, "God, oh, that was clever the way they, that they got that." But then you, you, you saying that about you know, I mean, uh, yeah, Camden Town is. Pretty much packed. I was up in um, Port Bella Road about oh, three months ago. You know, mm. It was our it was off just shortly after the, the the first lockdown had had been um, eased, and we we, were, we didn't go up to Port Bella Road as such. We I'd gone up looking for I, there was something I, I was looking forward to photograph, and I'd, we went up there. But as we were up there, I said to because Rebecca came with me, Rebecca, yeah. my daughter, uh, as you as Ben knows, um, but. I said to her, oh, Port Bella Road's only around the corner, let's pop into there and see, see what's going on down there. So we popped into Port Bella Road, and I think we walked about 20 yards down it, and you just got that feeling of being oppressed. There was just too many people. Right. And you just went, no, I can't do all this. And yeah, we turned yeah. off, and went, 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 went back down and got, got the tube back into central London, because to be honest, central London was less packed than it was on Port Bella Road. That's mad, isn't it? It, it I do is, think man. it's
1: this um this weird thing where like we've all sort of trained ourselves to like stay away from people and not want too many people and then when he, when everything goes back to normal we're all gonna be like, How do we do this again?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. I think it definitely is gonna be like that. It's um The awkward you know, second date. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> it's just gonna be, you know, how are you gonna socially interact interact with um, people again. I mean I've always to be perfectly honest, I've always been slightly awkward with um, interacting with people anyway, and especially people I don't know. Once I get to know them, it's not so bad like probably like most people, but you know, that that those first few I know I mean Rob the first time I went on a, a one of Rob's walks, Rob made me really, really, really welcome and, you know, yeah, he's and, he, good like, and he you know, he he introduces you to people that he knows, so you kind of get that, you know, yeah. thing. And it, 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 it does make it a lot easier. And that's the one thing I've always enjoyed with with the photo walks, um, yeah, but... that that and six pints later, <laughs> yeah, that and six points later, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, it, it's that thing of like going to a, a place where you like, even if you don't know anyone, you know, there's a group of people that sort of share the same interest as you. Like, yeah. there's always going to be something to talk about.
0: Definitely. Yeah, m- yeah, most definitely. Though. I mean, that. The, I mean, most of the time we end up sort of it's normally in a brew dog somewhere and uh it's it's what equipment you're using what film you're shooting and you know and that's that kind that's the icebreaker and then you can you know uh, chat about anything then with, with, with people
2: yeah and, and you do start to build up those familiar faces because i know. i mean i've only been on say three walks i think really um no maybe four actually um and the first one was um there was only four of us on it there was um myself sandeep harry of course um and you know that that was pretty much it. like there wasn't really much else to it um but then you know on on the one at the pre not this christmas but the previous christmas like sandeep organized another one i saw a few of the same people that i'd seen on the Camden walk and, and stuff like that so it's it's quite nice you do you know bump into people so you know, the, the ice has already been broken. So it's kind of like it's just a, a nice catch up, which is, is really cool. And that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to is getting back to normal and, and kind of properly seeing everyone again. And uh, yeah, just hanging out and catching up and, you know, trying to trying to shoot some photos and, sit, yeah. and you know, seeing how it all goes, really. Because by this time, obviously, as I was saying before, you know, you get that um craving for new gear because you think you'll go out and shoot. But by the time we all end up meeting up again, we're all going to have completely different cameras again. So.
1: <laughs> I've actually, yeah. I've stuck with the same cameras since I started shooting film again. I like, don't
2: believe you, Mel. You you no, buy more cameras than anyone else. <laughs> I have
1: bought some.
0: <laughs> uh, but Mel, uh, no, yeah, it's true, Mel, because you're always posting, you're posting pictures in, in the group saying, uh do you do you think this is worth X amount? He's like, oh yeah, 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 grab it, grab it, quick! Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, it's all right. I've already bought it, and there was four other cameras with it.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> you like some some guy post on the local group this uh, I don't know like a Olympus Mew or something like that. It was only twenty quid. I'm
1: like, what? Yeah, I did actually buy that one, yeah. <laughs> I do have that one. But I've decided I'm not buying any more unless there's a ridiculously good deal. Yeah. Like if I could get a Leica for 50 quid.
0: <laughs> well, well, I've heard today Leica are bringing out a cheaper camera. So Yeah, I did spot yeah. that. Yeah, but one tri- yeah, I think probably they're just going to knock 500 quid off of it. So, you know, yeah. it's not going to be that cheap. I mean, yeah, cheaper, I, cheaper for who is the question? Yeah, precisely. Yeah, the, I mean,
1: I, the camera will be cheaper, but the lenses will still be expected, still yeah. be the same price.
0: <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I, I've got to be honest. I'm quite lucky. I, 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 start of the year, I did buy. I bought three box cameras because I was in a project that Neil Piper was doing, sorry, mm. and I didn't have a box camera, so I, I bought three. But they they were like you know pennies, and other than the Ondo. But I mean, to be honest, my main My main camera is my uh, OM10, which I've had 30-odd years. So it's not... um, Oh, reliable.
1: (laughs) Like, my main camera is... um, Actually, it was just just before lockdown. um, I got my Mm. OM1. And it was at my mum knew a guy at work whose family member had died. And uh, he was just going to throw it away. So... (laughs) Yeah, like it was like literally perfect condition. Om one, and he was like, "Oh well, your your daughter's a photographer; she could have it."
0: Oh
2: that, well, that, that absolutely you know, that bit it. their hand off, no doubt.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like my mum said to the guy, I was like, you know, this is worth money," and he was like, "Ah, I just got to the tip, otherwise."
0: Yeah, that, that, that that's sad. And, and and to be perfectly honest, that is probably happening to a lot of cameras. You yeah, know, that, that,
1: that is probably where. Not... That it, yeah, it, that'll be where most of them are going.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 I know it, it sounds silly, but you've got to hope that people at the tip are seeing them and going, "Oh no, actually, you know, stick that on eBay, and yeah, I might get seventy quid, seventy quid for that, you know," and just and and then recycling it back into the you know community because otherwise, we know that cameras are not being rebuilt, uh, yeah. or you know unless they do.
2: unless it's a zenit and they're just like yeah just leave it there
0: <laughs> well yeah i don't know like, yeah
2: think... <laughs> they, they can't um, find a they can't find a um truck big enough to pull them away
0: yeah yeah that that was my first ever camera zenit and <laughs> yeah that, sort of lugging one of them around london all day to, you know yeah right
1: me i've <laughs> is... actually um no speaking of the zenit i've actually just given my uh fiance my zenit and she's like getting really really into photography good thing um, to learn
2: on i mean why not it's, uh...
1: yeah. well she likes it because it was the camera like it wasn't the actual camera her dad had but it was the same type of camera her dad had when she was little so but yeah, yeah she's so, been buying so... her own film and everything so not everything in the fridge is mine
0: Let's not oh, get right. into the conversation with
1: the fridge again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Ribena,
0: or um... oh, no! <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that for another another day. But uh... I, I mean, I noticed um, again. I think yesterday someone posted that uh, um, another plastic uh, reusable camera has been uh, made by someone. Are but... They, they're all the same though, aren't they? Yeah. You just. Basically, yeah. they're the same mold. It's just basically a different, um, you know, different name. Okay. Yeah. Same time, obviously, I'm... someone's just ringing up somewhere in China and going, "Ah, uh, yeah, I want ten thousand of these made uh, with, you know, the name." Oh, I could have it and go, "Yeah, I want Griffin stuck on it," and you know, and then flog it for fifteen quid or whatever it's going for. But yeah. the only the only thing that worries me with them is that they're because they're saying oh, some people are saying oh it's good because it'll get people back into film photography mm-hmm. but I, I also think it might put people off because they're not great lenses they're not very fast yeah. you know, they're a plastic lens um, yeah. and they might just get their film back you know their, their prints back and go oh, this is a no, part of shit, crap man.
2: yeah you know Especially if yeah. they're seeing, you know, someone who's shot a roll of cine still on a Leica or something and go, oh, I want these beautiful cinematic I- images. It must be because it's on film that it looks like that. I'm yeah. going to buy this cheap plastic camera and then
0: they get it and they're in for a big shock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, I, I mean, I've got a Holger. I shoot, I shoot my Holger occasionally. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's a holger. It, it gives you the holger effect, but it's sharp right, in places. It's sharp in places, all the wrong places. But it's yeah. sharp in places. But to be honest, if I want to shoot medium format, uh my little the one of the box cameras that I bought is it shoots um six by nine negs, mm. and it's I don't know. I think it's from the early fifties, but the lens is as sharp as anything right yeah. across the board. And have you I done the old um? The lens
2: flip thing on that, I know there was. I saw no, Andrew I, Bartram had done something with I'm flipping the
0: lens sure. in a box camera, and, and it, yeah, I'm, it not sure
2: whether, or what.
0: I'm not sure whether you can on this one. And right. I'm not very mechanically minded. If I if I take something apart, there's a good chance I never get it back together again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't tend to um, mess about with stuff.
1: That's so... where I tend to try and take things apart and then I'd be like, I can fix this. I broke it more. Yeah,
2: I did it, I did it once with a lens um, which was almost 100% the sort of lens that I shouldn't have tried to operate on the first time <laughs> I'd ever operated on a lens which was a it was a Sigma it wasn't a digital lens, it was an old film lens but it was a Sigma, it was a 16mm fisheye but it had built-in filters Oh, like right. into the lens barrel where it had like a little scroll like with the focus ring and the aperture ring there was also mm-hmm. a, fo- uh, a filter ring oh. um and because obviously being such a wide one like the central aperture is quite tiny anyway so you could like rotate this uh thing and it would put a different filter in front but obviously that means inside the lens it's way more precise and fiddly and more stuff going on um so yeah that one didn't make it to say the least <laughs>
1: I, I managed to uh, like the Zenit lens; the uh, actual focus ring sort of came loose, and I managed to fix that myself. I was very proud of myself for tightening three screws and not write. managing to break it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I go as far
0: as lens seal, uh, light seals now, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, well, I, uh, I had to do the light seals on Rebecca's uh, AE one. Yeah. And to be honest, that they, they was just a nightmare because, like, like I said to you, Ben, I, I've got big hands, and the, it's really <laughs> awkward trying, you know, trying to get get um, the seals into some of the small places. Just absolute nightmare, you know. Yeah. 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 You,
2: Every everything I I get now, I'll um, send it pretty much to Lyndon at Londinium Cameras. Oh right, okay, yeah. Um, and he's done some incredible work on on some stuff that I've sent to him. I had um, uh, a Voigtlander besser. Uh, one like kind of the one of the original ones but it had like a range finder built into it and it was pretty well worn pretty well used in a, in a fairly miserable state but he stripped it completely and brought it completely back to life and, and and made this you know beautiful folder six by nine and six four five camera um and yeah just just his his workmanship is very very good bit of a weight for, for him to do it but you know as there is with anyone who's just kind of a one-man band um but you know, I couldn't recommend him highly enough to repair anything. Like everything I get now, just goes to him.
0: All oh, right, yeah. Well, I mean that—that's it. Like you say, you don't mind the weight if you know that that you know that what you're going to get back has been you know fixed properly and mm, you know, definitely. the workmanship is is, is good for uh, on it. So, yeah, have you still got that Ben, or have you moved that one on? No, that's gone as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had to. So, I, I I have, I suppose, over the last nine months or so i have really stripped back quite a lot um i obviously used to have quite a lot of different bits of bobs but as i've bought better more expensive gear i've now tried to shed some of the other stuff that i just wasn't using and and i've got plans to in the new year as well um kind of get rid of stuff and buy new stuff but it just ultimately means that the collection gets narrower and, and thinner and but better in, in terms of quality I, I like to think anyway and it, and it you know I, I don't like to it's not that I'm using it all for professional use or anything like that but it's just you know one of those hobbies that brings me a lot of joy so I quite like having you know everyone likes having nice stuff so oh, yeah, why not exactly. I like
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm right. Well yeah I know I mean I've seen people I, I have seen people that you know have, have kind of poo-pooed Lyca's in the past mm, yeah. then they've gone on to buy a Leica and it's been like you know best camera they've ever had and they've sold everything else and just shot with a Leica yeah. yeah so it's... I, I
2: can definitely see it and uh, you know I think I'm heading in that direction slowly but surely but um it is definitely one of the the best things I own and the the one you know I've, I've done it twice now as well as I've, I've had regret about selling cameras and the big one for me was my was my Hasselblad like I did I I had one for ages and shot the crap out of it and then got rid of it thinking I want to go and try something else and Mm. then literally the moment it left I was like what have I done what I've made a massive mistake um and then it again like during lockdown I've I've bought a new one I bought another one because I missed it so much I just wanted another one and uh, and now it's become basically the camera that I know that I won't let go of again because um you know they're pretty easy for people to repair they're totally mechanical like they can just be brought back to life so i just think in terms of if you know film's going to keep going um the camera will probably outlive it anyway so um i'd quite like to have something that's going to keep shooting 120 till it
0: dies if it does Oh, yeah, I can fully understand that it's uh you know I mean at, at one point i was look well, as you know I was looking for the uh, I was looking for a bronica uh, yeah. but the the minute I started looking, the prices just started going through the roof, and it's like, oh yeah, I can't really afford that, I can't really afford that and it's a thing, but then, like I say, I got the box camera, and I, I think I picked that up for like six quid, and I think, oh, you know this is just as good it probably isn't, but you know i the enjoyment I get out of the box camera,. And the thing is, as well, you know, if you when I was shooting it earlier in the year, you would actually get people come up and go, oh, "What's that?" You know, you think, "I like, go oh, yeah, totally. film camera," and they, you know, go, oh, "How old's that?" You go, oh, from "Early 1950s, It's like a seventy year old camera. Yeah, you you start to get conversations with people. So having sort of like you know them sort of old type cameras, it it, it does um, it does it gets people interested when they see you on the street shooting with it makes it easy to I mean, take a street portrait as well
1: <laughs> i mean sometimes it gets people a little bit too in- interested like i got sh- I, I was took my mirror down to the seafront where there's a lot of bars and i got a lot of drunk women shouting what's that yeah
0: the like, unwanted the <laughs> oh yeah well it's um i i the thing is in it well, wow, Ben, you know, London's pretty much like that. On a Friday and Saturday night, uh, London's pretty much like that. You ju- you just kind of ignore it and join in and a bit of banter and then off you go and find someone else to shoot. Yeah, yeah that's it. So, uh, um, I mean, basically we've talked about what we shot this year and so what are we hoping for for next year other than just the getting out and meeting with fellow photographers?
1: I'd like to recover from COVID. That is my main thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I'd yeah. like to be able to get out shooting again and doing and actually emptying the fridge rather than <laughs> uh, taking pictures of the fridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I obviously I didn't have COVID, but I had pneumonia back in uh, the end of July, and you know, I, I still, I, I still. Uh, feel the effects of that you know sometimes it's uh you know sometimes when i go to take a a big breath i don't know whether you get the same thing mel but when you try to fill your lungs up completely to take that big breath it you know you you still get a bit of pain from it
1: yeah and i find a lot of the time um you know when you get the you like something catches on the back of your throat Mm -hmm. like i get that all the time now and i end up like coughing loads um and i get Out of breath, but the fatigue is the main thing. Like, like I can barely make it round the supermarket. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know that shows you the effects of it. And then people are just, you know, people are still saying, "Ah, it's just like a normal flu," and you know, it's not that bad. And you think, you know, when you see, well, this
1: is this is the thing. The actual, like, the actual illness that when I had COVID wasn't that bad. Like, it was fine. Like, we didn't have any of the symptoms you look af- out for. We didn't have a cough. We didn't have um, fever. But me and my girl, like, me and my fiance, both felt, under, like, under the weather. So we are like, we'll go get checked just in case. Um, and we didn't expect to have it. And then I got a text message through saying, you've got COVID. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, the actual two weeks quarantine when I had it, like wasn't that bad like we're still able to do stuff and it's just ever since it's gone it's like the fatigue is just
0: it's just the after effects hmm.
1: yeah and the like i was watching a news thing the other day they said one in five people is going to get some form of long covid like one in five people who gets covid is going to get long covid yeah and well, like.
0: They, they... sorry come
1: no i was gonna say i don't wish this on anyone like it's not fun
0: yeah, I know, because it's one of the newsreaders, I think she works for Sky, or may, oh, maybe ITV, I I'm not sure, I don't watch TV that much, but I have seen it in the paper, but her husband's been in hospital since sort of like, you know, the beginning oh, yeah. of the with it, and he's been in... It? Uh, um, no, I it's not Kay Burley, she's the one that's just been sacked by Sky, who was it? It's, I, can't, I honestly can't remember the name, but it, it sounds as though, you know, he's He's had it really bad, and he's not, you know, he's not what we consider really old. I think he's, you know... kate yeah, it's Kate Garraway. Kate, kate Garraway, that's it, yeah.
1: But she had I to, just, like, have him put in a, like, medically induced coma and everything. Yeah, right? you
0: know, to, so, you know, to, to think that it's, you know, it it's something that will pass and quite easily is, is quite, well, it's quite... Worrying, because it doesn't seem to be, you know, no one seems to, have, no country seems to have got a handle on it, you know, in the 10 months that it's been going on.
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, my sister, my sister lives in Australia, and uh, the her, like, parts of Australia do, like, doing really well, like, her. Yeah, I've got, I've got
2: friends in um, in Perth as well, and they're just like, it almost doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, um, she lives in uh, Queensland, and she was saying there'd only been like eight cases in the past week, and they'd all been people coming back to Australia from somewhere else. Mm. Like she was saying, it's like it's not really spreading in Australia any, anymore. Um, so th- yeah. I, I think the some places are like getting some sort of handle on it, but
2: it should, when you've got heat on your side, it's a, a bonus. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: yeah and I think when you' you know when you're at the back end of the world it's, it it kind of makes it a lot easier <laughs> to stop people coming in you know I mean sort of Europe and the u k is just you know people are coming coming and going all the time you know so it it just makes it so much easier i mean here in the southeast it's just you know it it just seems to have gone off like a time bomb um, um, over the last week or so the last ten days and it it doesn't look i mean we're reading tonight that they're probably tomorrow. They're probably going to put us in tier five, which doesn't actually exist at the moment. What? Yeah, this is one. Tier, tier five is the one with
2: um, Boris in a helicopter shooting you with the sniper <laughs> rifle. If you put in there. That that's the one.
0: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Let's get back to film. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so uh, are we hoping to see any new emulsions coming out next year?
2: I can always hope so. I mean, I'd quite like them to see Gold in one twenty come back, but I mean, oh, I think
1: yes. like, that would
2: be nice. I, probably a pipe dream, isn't it?
1: I'd love that. Like, like Gold is like my all time favorite film. Like, and I, it, it, it deeply saddens me that I'll never see it in anything other than thirty five mil two hundred.
0: Yeah, but do, I mean, the thing is, as well do you do you find because this this time last year. Kodak um, announced price increases for the new year, so starting 2020. Yeah. And then, it, you know, and they, the, the reasoning was that they were going to up production because they couldn't keep up with the production of um, developing the film or, you know, making the film. So the prices were going to go up so they could either uh, unfurl new machines or, you know, dust off the old ones that they still had. But we still seem to have a shortage of film. Um, yeah. Because when you go, you know, if you go, I mean, I, I guess most of us sort of buy off of Analog Wonderland, and you know, you you will go on there, and it it'll be on there, and it goes very, very quickly. You know, yeah. especially, especially the Kodak Color stuff, and and uh, it seems to be more the high end of stuff, a high end stuff as well, stuff like Portra and that. Do you, do you think that? I, I obviously the pandemic's not helped, but. Kodak have uh, again uh, got a price increase coming up I think in the new year again but do you think that this is going to be an ongoing thing now that some films are going to be harder to get actually get hold of and and especially asking you this Ben do you think it's probably better going over to sort of the vision three stuff and movie stuff
2: well I mean that's one of the reasons why I've done kind of two bulk rolls um with the bulk roll guys recently because of these income and price increases, because obviously it doesn't only affect, um, you know, the, the consumer films, it does com- affect the professional films as well. But yeah. um, it does, obviously, because you're buying in bulk, it works out cheaper anyway. And obviously you've got to spend that time rolling your own, which for me is not too bad. But I, I think it's a really viable shout for a lot of people to do. And, you know, the more... I guess, I guess as long as people are buying film in general, then there's going to be a bigger chance of them plowing some of that extra cash that they're, you know, when they're marking up the price of film and everything else, you know, they're going to plow some more of that cash into R&D and developing new emulsions wow. or bringing back old emulsions as, you know, we've proved with Ektachrome. Um, mm-hmm. like that was a big one for them to bring back, I think, because, you know, um, what slide films did Kodak have on the table? Like there, there, there wasn't any. It was all Fuji, really. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so they, they obviously wanted to come in and and take some of that slot because, you know, Fuji, it seems, are just taking away stocks day by day. And obviously, this is all color. I mean, I think, I think black and white. You know, we've got things like Ilford, and I think they're here to stay for a long time. Yeah, I don't think black and white is going to go anywhere because, you know black and white on film is so unique and so specific you can't get a digital image that looks like it for toffee really like i've never seen a good black and white digital image that's been manipulated to look like film that's almost you know you can't tell the difference sort of thing um but color is obviously i mean it's i think it's as far as i'm aware it's a harder emulsion to make um so it would be interesting to see where they do go with that and and what they do think is kind of the next step because x chrome was quite an obvious step for them to make and fill that void of you know no slide film so it'd be interesting to see what they want to do like i mean i I wouldn't say no to a higher speed um slide film that'd be kind of cool you Mm -hmm. know um but I would also like to see higher speed, you know, um, color negative as well. That would be really cool. And I know that there was the rumor not too long ago of the, um, is it Filmatech? Um, the company who owns Orwo and yeah. supplies a lot of the um, Lomography, uh, like Loma Chrome films like Metropolis and Purple and stuff like that. Um, they are um, potentially going to be releasing a color negative film, whether that's for you know, cinema film or um, if it's going to be experimental film or just a straight colour negative, you know, time will tell. But, I mean, if that rumour comes to light, then that would be fantastic just to have something else out there just to compete with the big boys would be would be excellent. Um, and given the prices of things like, um, you know, Lamography 100, 400, 800, colour negative, then uh, if it's going to compete with that and be that sort of stuff, then bring it on it sounds great
0: <laughs> yeah like you say i saw that a few weeks ago and it, you know anyone that's coming into the market that thing you go know, for for the consumer is is a great idea it's just you know i mean obviously they they must have looked at it and thought well you know th- th- there's a spot there that yeah. you know they can fill and produce enough that you know that warrants them actually producing it and you know like you say it gives us another emulsion you know to, to to play about with and um you know hopefully then that then also pushes kodak into saying well you know we'll try to bring this back or or develop a new emulsion i mean i I guess it probably takes millions of pounds to actually develop new emulsions and oh, yeah. thing but sh- you know if, if if they've got i mean obviously stuff like we know stuff like Kodachrome will never come back because of the materials that are used to make it are so dangerous nowadays but yeah. you know, stuff that they did get rid of they must still have the recipes for that and they must, you know, hopefully they look at it and think, well, you know we, we could bring some of these back which one I don't that's know I but...
2: That's why I say I think the, the you know, high speed market is something that I think they'd probably take a stab at just for the sheer fact that, you know, Portrait 800 Lomography 800 as soon as it comes into stock it's sold out mm-hmm. like that would be yeah. the way to widen that part of the market and still you know gain a shit ton of sales yeah <laughs> pardon my French um so I, th- I yeah I think going that way with something and you know with things like 1600 Natura um dying out um and becoming obscenely expensive because it's dying out um you know, replacing that void would be fantastic. I mean, I don't think they'd develop anything as high as sixteen hundred in this day and age, but you never know. Maybe you know, they
0: will. True, but uh, I mean, to be honest, I you know, I like to say with uh, Lumography stuff I mean, they're eight hundred. You know, I've pushed that to thirty-two, and yes, it's a bit grainy, but you know, it 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 still it still works. You know, you yeah. still get reasonable images out of it. Totally.
1: I have not a bit had the pleasure of shooting uh, Lomo 800 yet. I have one expired roll in my fridge.
2: Even expired, it will hold up, I reckon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's At the end of the day, it's Kodak, so I think it will. Basically, what I think, as far as I'm led to believe anyway, is like Lomo 800 is basically the Kodak Gold 800. Um, yeah,
1: somebody was saying...
2: Um... It's kind of what they put in their... Um, uh, they... Like fun saver cameras, yeah, yeah the disposable cameras. <clears throat> Which is why when I do the bulk rolling, and everyone, if anyone who's had the white canisters, the ones that say Kodak 800, they're the ones that are out of the fun saver cameras. <laughs> oh right,
1: the, the the ones with the spiky ends.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah they're the ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: that that was, isn't that the same ones that uh, Lomo were using for their uh, Metropolis ones? So i still got a role of um metropolis though i've probably had which we'll yeah well it'll be a year come february uh that i just haven't shot yet because of the fact is that i haven't it, it's one of those films because it's new it's like you want to shoot it on something that's special kind of thing you know yeah. if you're going to shoot it not just use it for you know your general run around film type. give thing. it a proper test
2: and a proper camera, sort of thing
0: yeah yeah most definitely
1: and I think the other thing, because um, I've got a role in the Wonder Box, um, the last Wonder Box from oh, yeah. Analog Wonderland, and it's like it kind of errs itself on the 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 side of like urban stuff, and like I don't want to shoot it at the moment because I'm not going near anywhere urban. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like uh, yeah, I quite like doing like brutalist architecture which i think it would do well but all of that is where the people are mm.
0: i
2: think i don't know i've seen some portraits and stuff that look quite good i suppose they're portraits in a in a you know a, a cityscape or whatever view, but i still think portraits look quite nice in it just for that kind of muted tone it's it seems kind of cool like a bit different i've not i've not shot any yet but um you yeah. know I, I don't i don't veer towards the kind of creative film so much. I, I've tried them, but, you know, they're not not my bag. But um, I tried know. some. Never
1: never. <laughs> I tried some Lomachrome Purple and kind of fell a, a little bit in love with it because I was like shooting um, out in the sand, sand dunes near the beach and I got some lovely sort of like alien type photos. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, I've, I've shot the Yodica stuff. Yeah but I you know it wasn't it, it's not for me I don't like the um you know rainbowy type stripe stuff I mean I shot it at pride because I thought hey, oh, it's rainbow that that will look good for pride but yeah. when I when I got the pictures back they it it didn't work it didn't work for the subjects that I was shooting on that you know on that particular film and I've, ne- I've never actually tried it again it's not it's not something that um that I tried but I have what what I did do um yeah it would have been last year for one of the comic cons that was on in london at excel i um, i downloaded some nasa um, photographs from space and i pre shot the roll then put it back through and then shot at uh, comic con and some of them worked, some of them worked out quite well some of them didn't but you know it, it's one of, it, it's one of those things that you know it it's hit or miss sometimes with you know it's quite
2: quite bizarre you mentioned that actually there was a um someone on ebay this was you know probably three years ago or something like that used to sell pre-exposed film and you'd only get i think it was like 15 shots on a roll
0: Right. but
2: and it was cheap for a roll it was like four quid or something but they had pre-exposed it with shots of the moon oh okay um, and you could just buy it they'd already kind of pre-exposed it for you but it was just like you know some guy Shooting out his window, pre-exposing it, and uh, and 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 then send it on to people to you know double double expose with his pictures of the moon, which was mm. you know, quite different and quite
0: unique. But yeah, well, I, I, think I got the idea from you know do you know Kate Hook? She's on yes. Instagram, yeah, yeah. So I, she because she likes doing a lot of uh, film soups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was one of her little uh, videos back when she was doing videos on YouTube. I hmm. saw it and I thought, "Oh, that might work well for a comic con." And like I say, I shot, you know, I all I done was download the pictures, loaded them up to my TV, shot the pictures off the TV, which they <laughs> they worked fine because they, you know there's no pixelation there, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then just put the put the film back in, rerun it through, and like I say, yeah, some of them worked, some of them didn't, but it's um, it, it was just a nice twist on it. It's something that you might use just for that kind of thing, but it's not, you know, the, the sort of pre exposed films are not something that I'd shoot on a regular basis, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Have
2: you shot any of that other stuff, Mel, like any of the yoga um, stuff or double is uh, it double? Double is the one there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have half a roll of uh colour in my uh in one of my and shoot cameras and I have uh, a roll of the double film bubblegum from the wonder box uh but i have not shot either of them like i i don't think like i don't think like i like lomachrome purple and i'm willing to try metropolis but i don't think i'm going to be into all the pre-exposed colors and all that kind of stuff because like
2: It's, it's one of those things isn't it if you like to see the colors as they were closely, you know, kind of closely represented to what your eye saw on the day, then
1: yeah, and I also think it, like it, like if you shoot half a roll, and then it limits what you can do with the rest of the roll on the camera. Like if you go to Pride and shoot half the roll, then you then have to find another subject to shoot the other half of the rainbow one. Like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, well, I you know. It's, that's an hour we've used up so I, I i think that's you know what is it it's t- 20, 20 to 9 so i think we'll call that quits you um, okay. you're happy yep. with that i think we've had a a pretty good conversation we've
1: yeah. we so... only went off topic a couple of times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's not too bad well um so mel do you want to give out your socials first
1: yeah, so at the moment I'm only on Instagram, and it's at Mel J Robinson Okay,
2: and Ben, um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Hip Shoot Film, or one word or hips hoot film if you are graham from 2016 which is a joyful thing that he always reminds me that <laughs> i am not called um or if you want to see my personal account which is mostly just digitally iphone photography it's and work stuff it's uh, benjamin mills or one word
0: okay then that's great as usual you know where you can find me i'm flaneur with a camera on instagram or for this podcast it's on the streets podcast. Um, on Instagram. I'd like to say thanks to Mel and Ben for coming on and hope you've enjoyed this episode. So thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next time, man. Thanks for now. Bye. 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 Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope to do more of this sort of thing in the coming year, um, more interviews with people. I did look to do this when lockdown first started, but like I say... Um, Things just got away from me and the podcast kind of suffered because of that. But hopefully in the new year, I'll be back. I hope you all have a great new year. and We'll all be glad to see the back of this one. So yeah, thanks for listening and bye for now.